Hey, Dame. What's good? You know, I was curious. We've been home for a minute now recording remotely. And, you know, I just feel like I've had so much more time on my hands. I've been listening to more music, watching more shows, engaging with more podcasts. And I was curious, have you listened to any podcasts recently? Nope. Still no. I, I make this and I watch things and I love all you podcast listeners because you make this work possible. <laughs> but all you other podcasters, don't ask me. I have not heard your podcast. I'm really sorry. It is no hard feelings. I don't listen to my own. <laughs> if you were... If I were to though, to a podcast. I know where I would go. Where would you go? I'm going to check out Overcast. Overcast is an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Yeah, I love independence. I love free things. This sounds like where I'm going to have to go uh, step into this game of podcast listening. Podcast for the people. Get it for free on the App Store. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hey. Well, hello. We are here. This is Ergo. I am Damon. I'm Kiss. We are going back. This is another one of our once a month series of going back through the Ergo archives and giving you special conversations that you may have missed but need not to miss out on. Yes, we are. On this episode of our Go Back series, we are headed back to October 2015, episode 14 of Ergo, with the brilliant and lovely Raven Linnae. Raven is one of the best musicians we've had on the show. We were talking to her very early in her career. Um, I think the EP Moonshoes was out, the first version. Anyway, since then... She's put out so much quality music. Her star has risen. She's in a whole nother city doing a whole nother thing. Um, but it's been really nice to cross paths with her ever since. She's always been a friend since we had her on the show and got to know her. So shout out to Raven. Make sure that you stream and download and listen to her music. Of course, subscribe, rate, and review Ergo where you do such things. And let's go back to 2015 with Raven Linnae. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ergo here on WHBK 88.5, ErgoRadio.com. I am Daniel. Hello, everybody. I am Damon Alexander Williams. With a middle name this week. Jeez, it's very official. We're here showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond here on WHPK. We have a very special guest in the studio Woo! with us this week. Let's do a preemptive round of applause. Yeah! <laughs> Y'all don't even know who we're applauding for, but I hope you applauded anyway. This young artist is one of my favorite strong young voices coming out of the city. Ever since I heard her project, Moon Shoes, I've been listening to nothing but that on repeat, and that's not an exaggeration. Like, literally, it's just on repeat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WHBK, Raven Lene. Hello. Hey. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Nothing. How is your day? How was your day, your last 24 hours or so, just to start off? My day has been very good. Yesterday was very well. Yesterday was good, yeah, too? All right. Well, we're glad that we're catching you on an upswing yeah. and so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for gracing of us course. with your presence. Of course. Thank you for you're having so, like, I think impressive would be an accurate word uh, because for those who don't know, you're, you are... The epitome of a strong young voice, which is like our our little hashtag that we got. Um, I think you're the youngest person we've had on so really? far. So like, yeah, 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 like, and you you're doing it. You are really <laughs> doing you. it. Yeah, I mean, next week we have a book. We're gonna have like six or seven kindergartners up here just going crazy. <laughs> but we're, we're it's it's baby steps, you know, literally baby steps. Um, first off. Uh, did you manage to get out of school today? Yeah. That's how this works. I, I get out of school a lot. <laughs> uh, well, you're welcome for today. Getting yeah. to miss class. Um. Usually we go bio first and try to get into, you know, where you come, where you raised from and all that. Let's go music first. Um, cool. Let's talk, starting with this first project. Is this the first kind of cohesive thing you've put together yes, and put out in the world? ever. This is the first project I've ever done, so. Um, where now, when you listen to it, like, where are your thoughts on it? My thoughts now are what's next mm. and like okay i'm glad i put it out but it's like okay moving on what's next i know people like to listen to it and all that type of stuff but i don't listen to it anymore because mm. i'm bored with it now i'm ready to do something yeah, else I, I understand <laughs> that so con conceptually uh moon shoes like where where did you how'd you get to that place what like led you into that direction just that idea hmm well 
Moon Shoes basically is about the awkward teens or the people who feel out of place and mm. who want to escape from being put in that category. So let's put on our moon shoes and go somewhere else. Maybe hmm. the moon, maybe Mars, maybe somewhere else. Maybe see your grandma's house, you never know. <laughs> like just somewhere else where you feel welcomed and not awkward and not an outsider. So mm, A chance to escape. Yeah. And what? so for you making this, I mean, whether it's music or otherwise, like are there other ways when you have that feeling of like, oh, I don't know how to be a person right now? Because like I know I have that feeling now and I definitely had it when I was your age. Mm-hmm. Like how else do you go about escaping um i'm really good at putting on a mask when i when i don't feel comfortable so i may i may seem like i'm comfortable but i'm probably screaming inside so i i know how to how to put on a mask and kind of shield it whereas other people don't know how to do that and a lot of and i'm kind of speaking for those people who don't know how to you know be be okay with themselves and be comfortable in their skin so that moon shoe was basically moon shoes was basically about that. So I, I used the word impressive up top, and I was very intentional about that. And I think what impresses me the most about you is your maturity at age sixteen, uh, and just like being in the room now with you, I'm seeing it. But from listening to the project, I was really uh, struck by your not only vocal maturity but also the lyrical maturity of mm. of your work. So I want to kind of get back into into how you develop that. Is this just are you just like a natural sensation or or have you been writing for a while? Um, Honestly, I can't even say I've been writing for a long time. Literally, this year has been my year of development and growth mm-hmm. and basically my artistic birth because really? before then, I wasn't really serious about... I never wrote ever. It's just one day I just woke up and I could write. Wow. Were you singing at least? I was singing. I was okay. singing, but I never thought I could write. So... I guess practice makes perfect, but I didn't even practice. That's amazing. So like, because I think what struck me is the the ability to kind of be like metaphysical Mm. and and metaphorical Mm. in some ways and kind of mystic, but also like clash that with like real everyday, like conversational narratives, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So it it seemed like you have a very developed style. Do you have any spaces or any groups? Or I know you go to an art-based high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so did, did that help nurture some of your, your voice that it seems to be so crisp so early? Um, I wouldn't... Well, yeah, at my school, I'm, I'm trained classically. So that ca- that helps a lot with my own style because it's the basic fundamentals of using your voice and knowing how to control it. But as far as my lyrics, I... I, I can't say shy arts helped me in that because it, it's it's coming from me. It's it's the real point. But I've always been interested in English and mm. uh, writing as far as like papers and stuff. So I've always had a gift for that. And I thought that I would go into English instead mm. of music. But I'm like, oh, I can I can write a paper and kind of put it to music. So I'm oh, like, wait, yeah. I can do both. Yeah. Well, so. one of, and one of the things that's I think I think it's true in other places too, but it's particularly true in this city, and we've seen it in other conversations with folks, is the connection between people who put pen to paper for whether it's prose or poetry and people who put pen to paper for music. Mm. You know, I think like, Dame, you kind of hit the nail on the head, at least in my thinking about it. It's like these very elegant phrases for things that are really grounded. So like Mm. these little spots that stick out in your head, you know, like the image of, and you'll hear a song in a minute, um, the image of these bright pink headphones being put on. Mm. Like that, that, First of all, you have very bright teal headphones. <laughs> I don't know if that was like poetic liberty there or if you, you recently got it, y'all. They're not pink, y'all. I'm telling you that for a fact. Other than that, she got some beat sponsorship and got a new pair. Um, but the, like the elegance of that image uh, as like a like a way to describe a mood or a way to describe like a, a shift of perspective. Um, are you looking for like images to fit a feeling when you're writing? These are like very kind of tough questions to describe, no, especially since you're just someone writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you guys said, it, y- y- you all hit it spot on. It's taking simple... It's taking simple things and making them extravagant or making them more more visual. I'm I'm a big fan of imagery and and I know like when I when I like to when I listen to songs I like to get a picture in my head and I like to imagine what the artist was going through or what they're seeing when they when they wrote the song so I try to make it as bl- not blunt but as as imaginable as possible for 
the audience uh, mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, I, I think you definitely accomplished that. So you, you're answering a lot of questions. You're just kind of <laughs> you're just kind of naturally brilliant as a writer, uh. <laughs> um, and you're saying you're, you're classically trained as a vocalist, mm-hmm. which I think definitely shines through. Uh, but also musically, I felt it was very cohesive. Um, how was that process? I saw Mon- Monty Booker was mm-hmm. uh, producing a lot of tracks, and I really loved kind of the the, the sound yeah. that you had um, for for this project. So, what what kind of inspired that? Was there anything that you listened to that kind of led to this sound, or was it kind of f- fitting in with the lead of your producers, or or how did that kind of come about? Um. Honestly, it was all just instinct. I know me and Monty are really close, so we would just ride in the car, and he would put put on something. I'd be like, "Oh, let's do something like this, or let's do something like smooth like this," and that's what we would do. Is it wasn't a oh, we need to do this, and we need to make it really cohesive. It was just strictly off instinct. Like when I when I'm when I'm making with him, it's it's not even work. It's just like we're playing around. That's 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 why it sounds. I don't know. It doesn't sound forced, I guess, oh. because it's, it's never forced. Y'all listen to House a lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, That's what we listen okay. to. <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> we'll get to mom in a second. But mom in the other room, she started turning yeah. up since we said the word house. When me and mom to get in the car, it's usually house or like okay. progressive or like mm. techno type true, stuff. True, true. Well, instead of us trying to paint pictures with our words, why don't we hear an example of what we've been talking <laughs> about for 10 minutes? Better. So I feel like people at home are just like, play a song already. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with the title track off the EP, Moon Shoes. Here it is on WHPK. I think we should laugh now. I don't want them thinking that we do not know how to smile. I think this is happy. Let's chill on the trees and pretend we're enjoying the breeze, the breeze. Let's put on our moon shoes, moon shoes, moon shoes. Let's put on our moon shoes, from the they can't choose shoes, our own moon dance now I, I, I think we should dance now I don't want them thinking that we cannot function in crowds I, I think we should go now They'll know I'm a clinger and prefer to linger and rather not have me around I think this is happy I think this is sad I think this is life is happy I think this is sad I think this is laughing I think this is glad Let's put on our moon shoes From that they can choose shoes Shoes, shoes, our own moon Our own moon I, I, I think we should laugh now, see Let's put on our moon shoes From that they can choose shoes Shoes, shoes, our own moon Shoes, Raven Linnae here on Ergo, WHPK 88.5 here in the great city of Chicago. Uh, we were talking while the track was playing um, about the nature of collaboration a little bit. Um, and we'd mentioned that, you know, Monty Booker produced six of the eight tracks and is, the ex- is he credited as the executive producer on the project? Mm-hmm. Um, if not, he is now. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him that stamp of executive production. Um so when you guys are making things together, and I like that you 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 use the word you didn't say like when we you know record together. You said when we make together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how would you describe what that, like, what does working with him open up for you? Um, in the moment, in the moment, it's cause, cause me, me and Monty aren't on a, on a professional level or a business level. It's all just vibes and it's all, cause Monty is very particular about who he works with. So when I met him, it was just, and it was just, it just, we just clicked right away. So I knew, I knew it would be, a, I didn't even hear his music yet, but when I met him, right. we just clicked, it was a friendship first. So after that friendship developed, then he's like, oh yeah, you should check out some of my stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I listen to some of his stuff and I'm just like, oh my God. Like, Are y'all close in age? Uh, he just turned 20. Oh, okay. So he's, he's not. So he's an old vet in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just turned 20, so. Yeah, he's like my big brother. Oh, that's love. One thing I, I think I picked up on, on the vibe y'all created, um, it almost, listening to the project, it almost feels like a, a, a rainy day, mm-hmm. um, like pleasantly. Like, yeah. And I was wondering if that was just kind of something that came naturally, organically, how you say, or was there something more to that, more intentional in that choice of like the rain sounds to begin? Like maybe, I think it was like three or four tracks I felt like I heard that. I think that's just our thing. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very cleansing. You know? Yeah, I like think that's just our thing because, outside. you know, we, we had the rain. I, but listening, listening to the EP again, I'm like... Okay, the rain, rain usually symbolizes sadness or like being blue, but we had the rain on sad songs and we also had the rain on happy songs. Mm, yeah. So it's like, oh, rain doesn't have to be sad all the time. So it's, it's just it's just a shift in meaning and a shift in what, I guess, what's, what's actually happy and what's sad. Yeah, because when you think about it, rain also, you know. It grows the it grows, earth it grows. And, and, it, and it washes away, yeah. you know, the, the old. So yeah. I, I have another theory. Oh, <laughs> there is a hole in the roof of your recording studio. There you go. I like and, that uh, one. <laughs> there's a big pipe right above that door. I like and it that just one. leaks right through. Um, so that's actually the next movies we're going to hook you up with. The, <laughs> the studio. That's a, that's the, the Oprah style giveaway on this show. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's take it all the way back. Many, many, many years ago, we, uh, you know, I've kind of been doing this informally, uh, but I want to kind of give a name to the segment, Dame. I know that's what you usually yeah, do, yeah. but I want to I want to call it snapshots and soundtracks. Um, <laughs> where you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got it got <laughs> a little bit of a ring to it. Um, where in the city, or if it's not the city, where are you where do you uh, where are you from? I'm from the south side of Chicago. We're on the south side. South side, Riverdale. Where, that's uh, hilarious because that's the name of the neighborhood in New York that I'm from. Really? And if you check the black jacket that I'm wearing, you'll we'll put a photo up. Uh, it says Riverdale in letters on it. So that's cool. very funny. Um, so for snapshots and soundtracks, what are like a couple images that stick out of like childhood, like specific spots, and then a couple like sounds, whether it's like street sounds or music that like harkens back to that? Um, growing up, I was raised on a lot. Okay, there was my mom and my dad. So with my mom, it was a lot of NDRE. There was a lot of... Um, uh, she listens to a lot of Fantasia, Des- <laughs> Destiny. You know, you know the mom playlist, <laughs> Destiny's Child, that type of stuff. With my dad, I got a lot of Eminem, Outkast, um, um, a lot, a lot of rap, a lot of good rap. So I think it's all a mixture between all of that. Mm. So cool. Yeah. And how about snapshots visually? Just because I, I, I follow up on that because your writing has these amazing mm-hmm. visual snapshots. Um, like whether it's from your block or from your house, that's like a couple images question. that stick in your mind. Did you have a candy store that you went to? You know what I'm saying? Chicago's yeah. home of the corner stores. I remember every every time I'm 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 writing or every other time I'm writing. I remember being in the back of my dad's car, and he we would always just ride around just to ride around and listen to music, and I remember I closed my eyes and I you know how you when you close your eyes you can still see the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can, you can still see the light from right. the sun. He's like, why are your eyes closed? Cause I'm listening to the music. And then my eyes are just like this. He's like, okay. And I remember falling asleep, listening to the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I always envisioned that, that part of my childhood, mm-hmm. the music. Did you ever, and I know you said you didn't start writing for music until mm-hmm. this year and that's kind of when it all grew but did you ever, and do you now write for not music, like poetry or prose or anything like that? I could never get into poetry, like just really? writing. I'm surprised. I You're never. so poetic, though. <laughs> I feel like the hearing hearing the music kind of influences what I write. 
and just to write to nothing is really hard because I like I like to hear what the music how it changes up it kind of like makes me change up the lyrics or my approach so I like to write to music it's really hard for me just to write I might write a couple of phrases not to music yeah. but I can't write a whole poem <laughs> yeah. um, staying in the, in the in the early days what was the first record that you ever asked your parents to buy for you Hmm. I think it was Justin Bieber. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So first off, that's perfectly acceptable. I didn't mean to shoot you down on that. Second of all, I feel ancient. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I might push back. I don't know if that's perfectly all right. You know. She's the guy. No, I get that. Nah, I'll be honest. When I was probably I'm ashamed. No, nah, probably one of the first albums I asked for. I can't lie. Was the Backstreet Boys, which like okay. shows I'm a little bit older. Yeah. But I but get it's it. Literally yeah, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> I was being judgmental. So when you got we were your ear maybe uh developed a little bit more mm. what was like the next what was the first album that you didn't ask for you just went and like downloaded it or you just the artist that like maybe you you your parents didn't know you listened to or you just like wouldn't discover it on your own when you have your first personal music musical discovery mm. that's a hard question um i think i got really into erica badu True. Yeah. True. That changed my life when I like. Yeah, it ch- it changed my life too. <laughs> that where Erica Badu is my first like awakening. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, what, what is this? What do you think it was about? Which because I think like she's had that transformative power mm-hmm. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. whether they make music or not. Like, what do you think it is about her for you that sparked something? It was a simplicity, mm-hmm. but simplicity with value, and she's really good at that. Like. She, she's going to make them visuals too. And just like the simple phrases that mean, that have so much meaning to it, I think is very impressive. And I, I kind of piggyback off of that. Yeah, the elegance. Yeah, the elegance. Yeah. The yeah. elegance. She's kind of like mama for us. Yeah, she is. She, she is. She definitely like she raised is. a lot of us, which I feel like is a good segue to something mm-hmm. I've been dying to talk about. So, so like, as, <laughs> as like we're showing up, I'm like, getting prepared I'm like almost concerned for you like because mm-hmm. you, you have all of this talent and all of this potential and you're like 16 years mm-hmm. old you're at such like a fragile age mm-hmm. and I was so happy to come in the studio and see mom <laughs> with you side yeah, by side she, she got my back so, so like she she's like it, manager is, is that no, no she's just, she just momager <laughs> um, so h- how has she, like your relationship with your mother because y'all seem just close off the mm-hmm. few minutes that I sat down with y'all mm-hmm. how, can you describe a little bit how that developed your your freedom almost because it's mm-hmm. one thing to be talented and to be creative but you do such a good job of presenting and performing it to the world mm-hmm. so does, is there anything about the relationship with mom oh that- yes definitely my mom is like is my best friend hands down my mom is my best friend and for for me coming out as an artist, it was it was like, okay, what do you want to do, basically? And from there, she's been my number one supporter, taxi driving me everywhere. Wow. She she's she's yeah. She's had a huge impact on the person I am and the person I will be. So it's good she drives you because I don't know if you're old enough for a driver's license yet. So it makes a couple more months. <laughs> um have you guys I mean there are so many examples. There are examples of that working really well, and then there are examples of it all falling apart. Like, mm. and it just seems like you guys are just off again, off first impression. Like, open enough that you've may have had conversations about, like, all right, how do we make this something that like that works for mm-hmm. both of us? Mm-hmm. Um, have those conversations been part of the equation? Oh yes, we just yeah. had one on the way here. Mm. We were talking about um, college and how mm. that will work out. As far as me missing classes, I would get kicked out of my class if I'm missing. Yeah. I've been missing a lot of school, so I thought about it this morning. Like, wait, I got college in a in a couple years. <laughs> like, what what's gonna happen then? And we were talking about that. But she's very supportive of my art, and I feel like that will always be something important to her. How does that work with Shire? Just I'm curious because mm-hmm. you know my brother went to the equivalent school in New York, mm-hmm. LaGuardia, which is like the performing arts school. Um, and I know that they have like some programs where if people are doing shows or they have auditions for stuff, like they can kind of finesse it a little bit. Yeah. Like, how does that work here? Actually, Shires is very supportive of of me. They they encourage you to go out, and that's what the school is for: is for you to take what they teach you and go out and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So for me doing it early, it's kind of like, oh, like okay, do you Raven? Like they're very supportive of my teachers, everyone. 
Very supportive. That's what's up. It's interesting to, to hear that y'all are having the college conversation mm. already because usually, uh, or not usually, but it's often um, that, you know, artists with with some of the potential of the buzz that mm. you have developed so quickly are like automatically like, oh, F school. I'm trying to, you know, get out here and get, touch <laughs> these, touch the road. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it sounds like, you know, you, you, you it's, it's, Obviously, it was a part of conversation today. So, mm-hmm. do you are you a mom at the same place, and are you trying to go like more of the traditionally academic route, or are you trying to stay in the art education? Um, I really want to make school work because I feel like it's mm-hmm. super important. It's really it's, music is important too, but education is very important. And education has has a huge impact on the way I write and me as an artist. So, I really, really want to make it work, but. I don't know. I might have to take a break. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the future says. So well, that's an interesting like prioritizing, and I like that. I think like we've seen it in a lot of the conversations uh, that we've had, even leading up to now, the first thirteen episodes or so. Like people who make amazing things, and it's not like despite the fact they make amazing things, they also are involved in education, mm-hmm. either as a student or as a teacher. Mm-hmm. It's like the two things actually work together, they do. and they couldn't make what they make as an artist yep. without being in those spaces yep. and whether it's a formal classroom or you know an alternative learning space and yeah. stuff like that um at shy arts like where is there space for you to explore like because it, it is like a high mm-hmm. you know intensity audition process to mm-hmm. get in, uh, prestigious all that stuff room to explore musically or just creatively in general um creatively because i go to school with dancers visual artists writers and they're always teaching me new things every day like yesterday i was just, i was trying to learn how to draw with one of my friends it's it's an eye opener and you get to you get to experience different diff, different points of view of art i was i was i just thought it was music and uh writing but i'm like oh visual arts it's it's, it's an eye opener and what was that the question? <laughs> yeah, and where um, so some of the space to explore comes in like friendship and stuff like that. And you think like the school encourages that, or are they like, you know, sometimes with classical training, it can be kind of driven in one track. Yeah, I, I sense that they really want me to be f- focused on classical, but but they're still supportive about my music. But classical also has um, taught me a lot of things about my voice and how to use it and learning about. Um, composers of that time and it's really is really inspiring and i i sometimes drop a couple um classical techniques in myself people don't probably realize it but i do i think we can hear it. You, i think you i don't think it? we like, know like oh that was a yeah. concerto or whatever the word is <laughs> you know, she's going to have a uh, you're going to have an aria as an interlude on the next project <laughs> but but i definitely that, that was like what one of my first mm-hmm. questions were is like how where does that come from because like some this, of the melodies yeah are this is classical. this is very like mature and, and mm-hmm. composed um so yeah, you, you actually made me forget what I was going to say because I was <laughs> <laughs> thinking about just how, you know, developed that, that sound is. But Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about uh, the amazing opportunity to have that be what you do day to day. And yeah. uh, especially in this city where there are a lot of schools where you don't have – I mean, it's just like it's cool to see and it's a testament to how important it is to have creative people in the same building being given opportunities – um, because there are so many places where you have creative people in a school who aren't, yep. who don't have the resources and the opportunities given to them in school. I know what I was going to say. I was tweaking for a second. So was it the school that, that pushed you into that classical land? Or was it something at home? Because it's not traditional that like young black kids from the South yeah. Side are singing classical. You it know? was a school. It was, okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exposed to classical music before going to Shy Arts. Word. So. Are there any like composers or like <laughs> pieces that you're like, I didn't. I would never would have found this, but I really mess with this. Like stuff that you've heard that you're like, this is so cool. Um, I really like Handel. Mm. Yeah, I like Beethoven. Mm. And yeah, I bet if they heard your music, they'd like it too. <laughs> On that note, let's uh, let's hear another one. Let's play. This is, I think, probably my favorite off the project. Here's Blossom Deary. Oh. <laughs> here on WHPK eighty-eight-five.
emotions I strum in the emptiness and the room melting All your words in my hand Tell me all the things that I am I wish that I could speak your perfect language I wish that we could travel to those places where we're faceless and we're nameless Don't you, don't you crave this I can feel the atmosphere WHPK 88.5. You're listening to Ergo Radio. That was the amazing Raven Lene, who we are so privileged to have here in the studio with us. Uh, and we've had such a delightful and fun and pleasant conversation so far. So it's time to switch it up and get gully. Okay. Um, we have a, 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 a weekly segment here uh, where, where we call names, we shoot shots. Um, it's called Beef with an R&B Singer. We feel like the R&B game gets a pass out here. And... We every week we call somebody out in the R and B world from today to yesterday. But know? it's a little more complicated this week. Usually we have an actual R and B singer here. So, so this is real. Also, we don't want to like endanger a young person by like creating tension with a grown person out in the world. So let's uh let's very delicately see if you have someone you want to call out beef with an R and B singer. Okay. Well, he's not an R&B singer, but okay, it's, that's fine. But we'll it's been on it. my chest for a long All time right, now. Let, let, let him know. It's be from an R&B singer. Be from an R&B singer. <laughs> okay, Kirk Franklin. Oh, wow! I actually just read about him today. <laughs> wow. Uh, he he like is is this Just true or is this uh, like internet rumor? Did he like denounce Christianity a little bit? Yeah, yeah, he did. And then I invited him to my show to talk about it. And he didn't come. Oh, so yeah, I have, well, I have what, his, what show? Yeah. Uh, the one in Atlanta. Okay, I invited right. him to come, and he did not come. Oh, boo. so what's the what's the backstory here? Because he, I mean, he's been super popular. Like that's like a huge mm-hmm. name in the world. What mm-hmm. what happened there? So me and Kirk Franklin go way back. <laughs> Talk about it. We we went to, we went to this <laughs> for those of you, for those of you at home. She straightened the glasses like you had just said the wrong answer in math class. And she was a teacher. <laughs> me and Kirk Franklin go away, but we went to the same church. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All we, right. Like, I grew really? up. I grew up. I grew up in the same church. He was a musical director, and he he got famous. Da da da. We supported him. He hasn't called the church in a very long time. Mm. He has not visited the church in a very long time. Mm. So when I heard these allegations about him denying Christianity or throwing shots at Christians, it really, it really, it really hit home. So I called him up and I said, hey, I'm having this show in Atlanta. I really like, I really like to talk to you, sit down, talk about what's going on with you, catch up. He said, okay. He never came. Oh, wow. So, so this he, is the last He didn't job. just like not show up. He like told you. He, he was, told he did me he would work. come. Oh, yeah. Shots. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> we at Kirk Franklin, man. Like, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I always like to. Those are uh, sanctified yeah, shots. Yeah. <laughs> always sanctified like, shots. I always like to see um, like difficult or questioning conversations around religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought it was weird for, from hit, from somebody who's first of all made millions mm-hmm. of dollars mm-hmm. talking about, money does about Christianity. And mm-hmm. then it was, it was in a way that was insensitive. Mm-hmm. So even if you ha- do feel this way, I felt that there was a, a more even loving way to, to make that point. So it's, it's interesting that I just read that like before we got here. Mm-hmm. So did you come up in the church pretty closely? 
Yeah. 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 He Did was you... a musical director. That I wanted. I wanted to be in the choir. He let. He let me be in the choir. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's like so we were that's close. some of your roots. You were in Kirk Franklin's choir. That's <laughs> that's history. The dude. original choir. Hey, you might need to make like a diss track. <laughs> I feel like you need to go away from the metaphors and the similes a little bit. A little less butterflies. A little less butterflies. And we, we back to back at, at Kirk Franklin next month. Gee, it's about that time. And uh, we're going to exclusively premiere it here on Eric. Yeah, we need that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, Kiss was asking you while we were listening to, to your wonderful work, uh, who are you listening to now? We'll be a little bit more serious and, and pleasant. Mm, yeah. <laughs> who am I listening to? It changes every day. Um... Anyone from here in Chicago who you're listening to right now? Uh, not really. Hmm. Anyone from not in Chicago you're listening to right now? <laughs> Are you listening to music right now? I am listening okay, all right, to music. All right. I listen to a lot of Future. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Future. <laughs> that'll that'll do it. Yeah, I like um, Future a lot. So cool. So in some ways, you're yeah, you're also a 16 year old. That's like very important <laughs> to remember. That's like very very um, important. You to have remember. to have a balance. You know, yeah. I can listen to my Erica Erica Baidu and stuff all the time, but you gotta have a little a little dabbing going on. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> she hit it, y'all. She, yeah, she, she definitely dab, just hit the dab. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, so you just kind of like we were saying a little bit during the break too. Like, you just kind of like just popped up on our radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been playing you on here, um, and then I just also kind of like just see you, you know, like on the internet, right? <laughs> like on the Instagrams and other people. Like, just socially, you seem <laughs> to have just like hit the scene and you uh in a way you very you have a very curated aesthetic mm-hmm. that I think is also mature behind your years. So like are there other art forms that like you are trying to be more visual with, particularly even how you present yourself? Um and is is that like somehow in tune with the music or are you just a, a sixteen year old fly that as a hell of sixteen to be fly. Um, <laughs> definitely. I f- it wasn't intentional but now I'm like, okay, I kind of have a look and people kind of like the look. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I try to keep up with it. Like the red, the red hair was just something that I wanted to do. It wasn't like, oh, this has to be an artistic statement. I just wanted to dye my hair red and everybody loves it. So I'm just like, okay, I can't change my hair for a while. I, I would have been, like I get really bored with stuff. So I, I would have been changed my hair a long time ago, but people know me as the red hair girl. So oh, no. <laughs> it's now's kinda... the time to mix it up then. Throw it, throw it for the loop there. I, I also just realized, and I want to kind of, like redirect the shots back at us you must get and let me rephrase it as a question do you get mad tired of people asking you about like at 16 how's it feel to do all this because yeah. we're doing that and i just yeah. realized we spent 40 minutes doing that and that must drive you crazy we did it with love it does I, yeah I, I feel like i feel like my age kind of overshadows me sometimes i feel like people say oh she's good for a 16 year old right. that's what, that's what it feels like sometimes like okay why can't i just be an artist yeah. It's, well, it's, you have the rest of your. I mean, we. You have a lot of years. To yeah. Be yeah. I, I think that's it's kind of Chicago, not Chicago specific, but hip hop specific. Um, you know, when you go back and look at the the history of like how things come together, or even like now, who makes things that influence this culture? Mm. It's like twelve to eighteen year olds, like more often than not, both as like the consumers, but also yeah. as the producers. Definitely. Um, and I think even. Now, older folks, even people like our age, like get a little uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like easier. <laughs> it's like easier to like be like, uh, you know, she's good for a sixteen-year-old or she's mm-hmm. mature for a sixteen-year-old. Right. Plus, like, oh, this is mature music in a lineage of you know young people making mature mm-hmm. art. Like, it, it's not an exception. It's not a surprise anymore. Right. You know. Right. I That's guess not my, a question. I guess yeah. I guess I'll 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 form that into a question that has almost nothing to do with what he was talking about, but <laughs> everything to do with what he's talking about. Does mama have to like swat off old creepy man? Actually, no. No, no. No, people are very sensitive. People, people to understand. That. Yeah. And, 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 and no. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Nobody that's ever. what I'm worried about. I want to make sure you're safe. No, no. That's, a, that's actually like a great point because you're like in these rooms where there are concerts going on. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mean just the old creepy men mm-hmm. part, but it's like these are rooms that are full of people as consumers maybe a little bit older than you are do you wish that you could be making more stuff for people who are like really your peers 
Um, or do you feel like you do now? I feel like I do. Mm. I feel like I do. I feel like my music kind of reaches a wide span of ages, which is really cool because I thought that I, I have old people, my mom's friends listening to my music. I'm just like, yeah, I like this. She's like, yeah, girl, I sip my wine. <laughs> so it's kind of weird, but it's really cool at the same time. So for me to hit a whole, a whole wide range of uh, age groups is really cool. Who do you like seeing when you look out from stage? Like, who do you, who would you hope to see in the audience? I like to see my friends. Mm. I, I love to see my friends, first of all, because they know all the words. Yeah, and yeah. it's just nice to look out and see people you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know something else that must be annoying and must happen. <laughs> uh, I feel like it definitely, unfortunately, happens more to, to artists who are women, especially young women. Mm. Do you get compared to a lot of people? <sighs> And what, what are some of the ones that you're hearing the most and which ones annoy you the most? Janae Aiko. Ugh, no, they really, uh, <laughs> oh, that's just time. like a lack of imagination. It's just, it's not even the way we write or the music choice. It's just our voices. She, ha- she has a very soft yeah, and soothing yeah, voice. And I like, guess they kind of like bombard me with her and like, oh, Janae Aiko. The, people are so quick to categorize I'm going to start, you can't let her, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Right, I, I don't accept that. I would have figured like somebody would say something like a, a Corinne Bailey Ray or something oh, like that. that one too. That you know? one too. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Which at least with that one, you get your record sold in Starbucks and you make <laughs> So it's yeah. the worst things in the world. I get that one too a lot. Mm. So how would you, you know, we've talked about like a couple of ways that people tend to categorize you. How would you hope that people understand who you are at this moment in your life as an artist? That's a very big question. It's a very big question. And you question. have to answer it right now. <laughs> how would I hope that people see me as an artist? I want people to see me as very versatile because mm. I feel like it's super easy to categorize yourself. That's why I'm super hesitant to like say, oh, I do this genre because right when you stamp it, it's like you have to yeah. do that genre. Yeah, and we were even being silly because I, w- I would think you you would you go past yeah. the, the, the boundaries yeah, of r Yeah, I do whatever feels right because <laughs> right now I'm doing super house right now. It's, it's, it's like all, have you heard of Selection? Yeah. So I've, I've been working with them and okay. that's that's the kind of vibe I've been feeling a lot. So for those who don't know, can you describe like what they do a little bit and what you've been doing with them? Okay, so it's super cool. It's super cool. So Selection um is a is a platform for artists like myself to broadcast their music and they have a huge following. So everybody who listens to that station is a fan of that type of music. So it's basically like basically a reimagining of how music radio works Mm. and people are super into it and it's not you know four minute snapshots here and there it's like a music version of a long form interview basically Mm -hmm. like they have like three hour curated mix shows yeah um, with like minimal talking but it's all amazing music from all over the world and they mix it super well yeah how'd you get linked with them um monty um had some connections with the uh the founder joe k Mm. so They've been talking. I remember I did a I did a show with uh, Stephen Ponce, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, they were it was it was a selection show, and I met Joey K there, and he's like, I'm a huge fan of your music, and from there it just we just clicked. Oh, man, For those of y'all who don't know them, S it's Soul S O U L action. Yeah, I'll find them on SoundCloud. Enjoy music. that show, <laughs> and uh, when you hear the Raven Lene songs in there, add a comment, say, Hey, I heard her on air. Go put our link. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, shameless play. Hey, they only give us an hour a week. I got to get all the shameless plugs in that. Man, I'm over here being quiet because, like, I sleep. I didn't know about it. But yeah. That sounds super Super dope. high music. Super dope. Well, that's cool track. because you put me on to her music and yeah. I'm putting you on to the rest of it. The circle of life. That's why, that's why Damon and I work well together, I, I, think. I think. I think we should play another song while we have time. We should get as much music in here while we have Raven Lene with us. This is WHPK 88.5 FM and you're about to check out Free Room. The eyes you think you shake your thighs in a room full of all the hope and take the sky.
free room. is an absolute banger that joint was cold alan mm-hmm. who does a sports show next had to come in the studio and like shake your hand because <laughs> it, that was so dope uh go ahead yeah so who is the uh, other voice on that track applebee how did you meet applebee um he is also um uh he records at classic studios and i yeah. met him there like the first couple of times I recorded at Classic and I heard his stuff and I'm like, oh, this is super good. But we never thought to, to, to collaborate. I remember he texted me at like one o'clock in the morning and was like, Raven, let me get 30 minutes on the song. I'm like, do you? Go ahead. They usually put my music for people who come in yeah. the studio. So It's funny how that works. And it, that's how it, like often amazing things happen is like when it's not people who are super thirsty for, yep. the, for the feature. I remember hearing about like how like the... Soulquarians folks worked so it was like quest and like quest love uh you know that whole crew from philly and then mm. moving up into brooklyn and literally like they would just hang out and something would come out at the end of the day yep. like music soul child got put on music soul child got put on because he was the pizza man <laughs> he showed up they ordered a pizza he showed up with the pizza and was like yeah but i sing too and they're like nah you don't sing he's like no no let me get in the booth real quick I like i used like music that, like, you're like yeah, music yeah, really- <laughs> i wanted to give him a little extra yeah. <laughs> hey we're talking elegance over here but yeah i just think that's cool like to keep you said like it's about having some fun at this point. that and, and it's like, all about vibes yeah F- future minded are you are you planning to do more of these like free form collaborations with future specifically <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm very, I don't know. I'm very particular about who I let, who I uh, let do features because I feel like a feature is like burn and crash or just like fly. And I was really nervous with him, even though I really like his music. I don't know. Sometimes it's like letting somebody get on your baby. (laughs) Are you willing and available to get on other people's babies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I, if I <laughs> so serious inquiries only. Send that, <laughs> get that voice. Uh, let's take it back. Uh, let's go a little old school, like we do every week, right around this time. Dame, you want to introduce the segment? Oh, we gonna do it now? All right. Yeah, yeah, we could do it now. Right, before we do that, I have a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Fine. one and a half questions. <laughs> uh, before we go back, I want to go like w- what's coming up in the future. One, uh, I know locally you've been like kind of killing stages. Uh, we found out that you went to our old alma mater, mm-hmm. Grinnell in Iowa. You said you had shows in Atlanta. Have you been on the road? And do you see more opportunities to do that in the future, especially like around winter spring and summer yeah, break. yeah <laughs> i definitely see opportunities i feel like i'll be in la pretty soon because of selection okay um 
Uh, you need tour managers? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm really excited about that aspect of it, though. I really, I really like traveling. So. And, and and musically, what what are you? What is your plans? What is your six month to a year plan? When are you? Are, are you trying to do another project? Are you going to do more one off singles? <gasps> trying to get a driver's license. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's first. Yeah, what, are, what, are the, what are the plans? Um, right now, I'm probably going to release a couple of singles throughout okay. the year. And maybe another project. How about yeah. visuals? Let's just let's yeah. Just, what people, what should I, people be expecting? Actually, waiting? you should expect a video before another single. Okay, so. we're off from 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 Moonchus. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what's up. That's what's up. So now, <laughs> now I got that out of my system. I am ready to play the game. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that we do every week, and it, it's probably like the most appropriate that it's ever been. Okay. Uh, so we like to focus on strong. Young voices, uh-huh. right? Um, so that means we, you know, it's a younger crowd, but we like to impart some some knowledge. Okay. Um, so this game is called Let Me School You, Youngin. Okay. And since you are the youngestest <laughs> of youngins that we've had, I am I'm super excited. What we do is we play an old school joint that is not like typical. So we're not gonna play like Al Green Love and All Happiness, right? Because right? that's too easy. Um, and we don't tell you who it is or what the name of the song is. And we like to see if you or if anybody listening can like tweet us in and see if they know what the song is. Okay, cool. Usually we're like in the 60s. Now, usually we're like in the 70s and 80s. Okay. But I moved it up this time and we're in 1994. This is the first time we touched the 90s. Okay. All right. Um, and this song is important to my childhood. So let's see if you can catch it. Mm. Let me school you, youngin. Ergo Radio 88.5 WHPK. That is my y'all boy. If y'all could have saw me in the studio, that takes me back to the '90s. Damon broke it all the way down. So, so Raven, it looks like it looks like you're struggling a little bit. Yeah, I'm struggling. All right, all right. So uh, we gonna we gonna do something new. We are gonna phone a friend here. We got mom <laughs> in the studio with us. Phone and, a family and, member, and she she says she can help you out. So, so mama, you think you got it? Okay, I don't know the exact artist name. But okay. the name of the song is Every Little Thing You Do. Yeah, 1994 <laughs> hit from Soul For Real. Soul For Real. <laughs> they did the song Candy Rain. So yes. we we don't we don't have it with us, but what we do is like we do that whole like qualify mm. to win. So y'all are now entered qualified in a contest. <laughs> To go on a shopping spree with Queen Latifah. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? At a thrift store. You know what I'm saying? So she gonna have all all the crowns and all the scarves <laughs> from back in like the early '90s. She gonna have y'all real fly. Queen Latifah does not dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> Old school thrift shop, oh, Queen Latifah okay. shopping spree oh, is what you are qualified to wear. Okay. So we're going to let y'all know. <laughs> so you're going to have to come back and see if you want. Also, Dane, we should probably see if we can figure out a, a, a connect for Queen Latifah. So oh, yeah, we, we, got, it. we got it. We oh, got, got it. We got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why they qualified, though. Uh, okay, you know cool. We still working on I don't know if we're details. qualified to qualify them for that. I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> So, word. Thank you, Mom. Shout out to, to, to moms. I mean, it's all, we all do respect. Respect family, but I feel like y'all should know Mama fine. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I just want everybody listening to know oh Mama got God. it going on. I thought that was Big Sister when, when I first met. I feel, I feel vaguely uncomfortable. Right? With, all due, like respect. You must, With no, all due respect. That's like when someone says no offense and then they say something that offensive. I mean, people call my mama fun all the it's time. So like, I'm so like, used to it. Yeah, it's all love. It's much, much due respect. So you want to go ahead and let it do it? Yeah, before we get out of here, um, we are privileged to actually have you maybe sing something for us of course cool so let me give you some headphones we'll pull up a track what are we uh what are we gonna hear mr sun and this is a track you put out uh before the ep Mm -hmm. right and it's also with monty booker yep raven lanae here on ergo with mr sun To be so high And, and I know you're wondering If I'm jealous, jealous, jealous Out of the sky Because it gets to be so close to you How close are you from here? I can feel it in my bones I can tell that you are here It gets to be so close to you How close are you from here? Changing color of my tone I can tell that you are here Mr. Sunday And I don't mean to rush you but I got my daddy's car, so just let me know how far if you would drive up on this hill with me and watch the sea. Oh, oh, we can count the stars and watch a movie from afar because you snazzy, you snazzy tennis, you have me, oh, you handsome fella, you set my heart on fire, baby. I think that maybe I should be your lady because you snazzy. You snazzy tennis, you have me, oh, you handsome fella, you set my heart on fire, maybe I should be your lady, hey, hey, Mr. Sunday, how does it feel to be so warm? Oh yeah, he's your rays are beaming down beneath my skin I, I can feel it in my bones Your words, your words They sink into the deepest crowd For children following your sound They sing so loud The birds, the birds They fly over my little town At you they smile Because you're snazzy you snazzy tennis, you have me, oh you handsome fella You set my heart on fire, baby I think that maybe I should be your lady Because you snazzy, you snazzy tennis, you have me, oh you handsome fella You set my One of the best I've seen, really. That really? was Thank that was you. amazing. You are you are breathtaking. Wow, well, yeah. You. I literally am finding it hard to talk. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank um, you. 
first off, thank you so much for being here thank and being part of the show. And um, I just want to also add that, like, I'm really proud of you. And, like, thank congratulations you. on all your success. And I know that there are so much more greater things uh, coming for you. Please tell the world where they can find you, because I'm sure everybody listening to this wants to know <laughs> where they can get some more Raven Lene. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at Raven Lene. Tweet me at Raven Lene. And follow me on SoundCloud at Raven Lene. And look for her on stages across the city, including this Monday at Emporium mm-hmm. with her classic studios fam i'll be there my brother who is also a musician will be there come say hi come make a comment about how much he looks like me (laughs) Um, we get that a lot (laughs) um and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on itunes listen on soundcloud spread the word support us on patreon we have our first live event coming up in november we're going to announce it next week Maybe uh, we'll talk once we get up the air, but Raven, maybe we'll uh, see you there. Of course. <laughs> Definitely check out ergoradio.com. Uh, I know anybody who heard that live is going to want to hear you again. So the podcast will be up shortly. Um, and this is WHPK. We are Ergo, man. It's been a great, great Thursday. I'm so happy to have finally met you for real, for real. So much love. Uh, much love, Chicago. Emptiness and the room melting, all your words in.